All right, today we are going to be talking about self-discipline, self-love, awareness, action, and some of you may not like me very much when you listen to this podcast because I am going to be sharing some hard truths. And just know that I don't even like myself at times when I have to be real and tell myself, Ursula, get with the freaking program, stop telling yourself all this BS and get get it together, girl. I wanna say that I am not here to judge you. I am not here to make you feel bad about yourself. I am not here to point the finger at you. I'm here to provide you with some information and hopes that you can gain some insight and inspiration And you know what? We're all in different phases of our life. We're all going through different transitions. And so some of this may apply to you here and now. Some of it, you might think back and be like, wow, I wish I would have known that back then. Or you might be in a phase right now where you need to start truly opening up to the truth behind self-love and self-care not just what the media or social media says self-love and self-care is which is you know bubble baths and mani-pedis and facials which i mean it's really nice to get those things done don't get me wrong but that's not what i'm going to be talking about here when i'm talking about self-love and self-care i took a kundalini yoga class one afternoon with one of my favorite teachers she always has such words of wisdom And she said, self-love requires self-discipline. And my mind was like blown (laughs) because I started thinking about it. You know, discipline for me is something that is sustainable, something that is consistent. And do we really have that self-love truly that is consistent and sustainable? And do we really focus on choosing who or what supports us in this self-love? And do we choose to follow a practice or a schedule in order to keep this self-love consistent and sustainable? So for right now, just think about that. Self-love requires self-discipline. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is the difference between awareness and action. I am someone who has no problem speaking and saying that I am aware of my faults and my issues and all the things, right? I have that awareness. And I do think that having that awareness is the first step. However, just having that awareness doesn't always get you very far in life and in relationships. There are times where you need to actually take action, action in that awareness to have healthier relationships action in that awareness to live a healthier lifestyle. Action is what is needed after that awareness, which then in turn, in a perfect world, will turn to self-discipline and then that is true self-love. So you have this awareness, you know that you need to take action in some way, which will then create that discipline, that, that sustainability, that routine, that consistency, that practice, that schedule. And then you will have self-love. Now, I said in a perfect world, right? (laughs) Because 
in the world of human beings, that is an actual roller coaster and it doesn't flow that beautifully. And this is where I think that we also need to check in with ourselves because our brain wants to go back a lot of times to old patterns and it likes to stay safe and in this comfort zone. But a lot of times that comfort zone is not truly self-love. So our brains try to sabotage us at times and we need to gain the strength to tell ourselves, stop, no, I'm not listening to you. That does not serve me. I need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable so I can come out on the other side. And I'm going to give you some examples of this since I've been talking about weight loss and my weight loss journey in that I had the awareness that I was gaining weight. I had the awareness that I needed to set up some type of plan in order to reach my particular goal. Therefore, I decided to take action by creating my own six-week personal training program. I also then did my own macros and calorie count. Then I, uh, I told my husband about it. I told my neighbors about it. So, you know, building that support team of people around me. I started it and then my brain started to self-sabotage. Oh, you know, a little bit of ice cream here won't make that much of a difference. Or having pizza once a week isn't going to be that big of a deal. Or, you know, drinking some alcohol... It's not going to push my goals back that much when in actuality, it will. I'm just being real because after a few months of constantly pizza every Friday night, alcohol here and there, you know, ice cream, cookies, whatever, here and there, here and there. Then a year later, you're like, okay, I haven't reached my goal. And I fell back into old patterns. And then I realized, Ursula, if I want to reach my goal in the time frame that I want to reach it, eating this cookie, this ice cream, this pizza, having this drink of alcohol every now and then, every now and then, it's going to take me a lot longer to reach that goal. And then when I go and look at the scale, I get angry, right? Because I didn't meet my goals. Well, the only person I have to blame for that is myself. So I had to come to terms with the fact that I was backtracking back into the awareness mode, which then would have to turn into taking action steps. And then hopefully this time around would turn into that consistency and sustainability, which is the self-discipline. That's when I realized I need further accountability. So I took the next action step and pointing the finger at myself and saying, I need someone to answer to so that I do not allow for the, my brain to sabotage me so I hired a coach. And of course, when I would go out to eat with my friends and I'm the only one not drinking alcohol, and you know, there is a little bit of uncomfortableness there, but my goal is stronger and more important than what my friends think about me. And I'm sh and I and I know that they're for overall supportive, so it's not like they're trying to like, you know, shove pizza down my throat or alcohol down my throat. <laughs> but, you know, I had to build that mental toughness and say no, because I had a goal that I wanted to reach by a specific time. And I knew that I needed to be consistent in order to reach that particular goal. And the more I said no, the more I built on top of that mental muscle, built on top of that discipline. 
and the quicker I started seeing results. Now, does building that mental toughness kind of suck? I'm not going to lie. Yes, it does kind of suck. There are definitely times where I don't want to do this or that, and I don't feel like getting up early to go do this. However, the small victories add up, and then it does make it easier in the end. And when the self-sabotaging brain comes in and says, hey, doesn't that cookie look really good? You can have it. You know you want it. And Ursula says, yes, I do want it. However, that one cookie is not going to make me as happy as my overall big goal. And reaching that overall big goal is going to make me happier than that one cookie at that moment in time. And I'm just using a cookie as an example because I love cookies. (laughs) Because I've built that discipline muscle I'm understanding and knowing that if I can't have certain things for a certain period of time, it doesn't phase me at all. I've looked at it as something that is temporary. It's something that's going to get me to where I want to be. You know, the doors of pizza every now and then and the doors of ice cream every now and then or cookies will open back up and I'll be able to incorporate that into my diet and my lifestyle. But I can give up anything for a short period of time. And so can you. I promise you. Don't let your brain self-sabotage you into thinking that you can't. Because I know that you can. Building the mental toughness and that self-discipline with small victories will get you there. Now, another example that I want to give is how this relates to parenting for me. So I have this awareness that my children tell me uh, that I yell too much. And I also grew up in a home where my mom was a yeller. And so I think naturally, um, I'm just, I'm a yeller too. And honestly, at first, I really didn't care. I was like, I'm a yeller, whatever it is, what it is. I have that awareness. I don't care. And that's where the awareness can stop for some people where they're like, yeah, I have this awareness. This is what it is about me and take it or leave it. And I don't care. Some people in some relationships, that's fine. They will take it or leave it and they'll love you no matter what. However, for me with my children, the I don't care that I'm a yeller started to shift because I started to notice when I yelled their facial expressions and then they started yelling back at me And then it just turned into this like snowball effect of disrespect on both ends. Me disrespecting them and them disrespecting me. I wanted to take action on this, but I needed their input. So we sat down together as a family and I straight up asked them, what are some things that you don't like about mom? And of course, that I yell came up. And I did have to plead my case a little bit as a mom and as a parent that, you know, hey guys, I ask you one time, you don't listen to me. I ask you two times in a calm voice, you don't listen to me. By the third time, yeah, I'm going to yell. I mean, that's just is what it is. So, you know, here we go again with my brain trying to be like, it's all good to be a yeller. (laughs) And I'm trying to explain myself out of it, right? Uh, Out of this thing that they don't like about me. I'm I'm basically like, I have to freaking yell for you guys to listen to me. However, my son, my oldest, came up with an amazing action step. He said, 
mom, sometimes we truly don't hear you. Before you get to the yelling phase, can you ensure that either the first time or the second time you tell us something that you actually like come over to us, look us in the face and tell us what you want or what you need. And I was like, OMG, this kid at that time, he was like seven years old. I'm like, he's so smart. I'm like, yeah, I could totally do that. So that was the action step that we came up with as a family where in order to help mommy not be so much of a yeller for me to make sure that when I am speaking to them, that I'm speaking to them face to face and that they actually can like hear me and see me and understand what my needs or wants are from them. Now, am I perfect at that every single time? No, but I had the awareness At first, I did not care, but then I started realizing it was kind of damaging our family structure and the relationship, and there was some disrespect going on. So I'm like, all right, I I do actually need to take action on this. I should care. So had a family meeting about it, took action on it, and for the most part, there is consistency. And I do practice telling them in front of their face so they hear me and see me before going to the next level. And in our house, that we have different levels actually too. So you can be the fairyland level where you're super chill and everything's all great. The dinosaur level where you start to get like a little bit more mad. And then the dragon level, which is like, ah, you know, breathing fire. <laughs> so so we also came up with, with that where we're, we're like, okay, I'm still on the fairy level. Or, hey, I'm about to get into the dinosaur level. Or now I'm legit about to go dragging on you guys if you don't do what I'm asking you to do. (laughs) So that was actually another little action item that we came up with. And for the most part, you know, we've been consistent in this. And then that is self-love as well as showing my love and my understanding to my kids. My hope is that in this podcast, you recognize the phases to true self-love, which are awareness, action, self-discipline, and then self-love. Building on those action steps to create that consistency, which then creates that self-discipline. Choosing who and what is going to support you in whatever your self-love project, self-love goal is as well as choosing that practice and that schedule and ensuring that it's something that is realistic to your life and sustainable. Building that mental toughness, building that mental strength. So when that brain wants to sabotage you, you can say, not today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, I would love to hear from you by having you leave a comment and a rating I'm here and open to chat with you. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. My handle is U-R-S-T-R-O-N-G-1-3. Catch you next time on the You Are Strong podcast where we find strength in our struggle.